and salutations. My name is Stunning Ajanga and you are listening to Toto on Podcast, the only show that gives a voice to children across the globe. Now we have an interesting episode lined up just for you, so please do stick around to the end. December 2016, UNICEF reported that an estimate 535 million children, which is a quarter of the world's children, lived in countries affected by either conflict or disaster. Now, nearly 50 million children have been forcibly displaced from their homes, increasing their vulnerability to exploitation and violence. Children are the most vulnerable victims of conflict due to many factors. Now, besides being among the many civilian casualties during an armed conflict, children may be orphaned or separated from their families, leaving them vulnerable to forced labor, sexual exploitation, or even recruitment in armed forces. In South Sudan, Children have been forced to live in camps to escape what seems to be a never-ending conflict. So today we bring you better days. Due to a myriad of factors including ethnic tension between South Sudan's two main ethnic groups, the Dinka and the Nuer, fighting broke out in South Sudan in mid-December 2013. After 2013 armed conflict that broke out in December 2013, uh, I was not with my children, but uh, got separated into a separate area. And then I struggled until I got them and crossed the river to an IDF camp called Minkaman, but I didn't stay there. I went far to Uganda to a refugee camp and then I have to return back to, to, to the country to follow up on my jobs. So I didn't spend much time in the refugee camp, but I left my family in the camp. Several thousand people packed into protection of civilian sites in South Sudan to seek refuge, including children. Most, if not all of them, thought it would be temporary. They thought things would return to normal and they would be back home soon. Well, uh, the, the, you know, government, government take the control of the civil population. Uh, whether security, peace initiative, it should be led by the government. And then, uh, of course, this country has been in, in a conflict for decades. And uh, the communities have their own grudges within themselves. And uh, the political system is new, this is fresh. So the mentality of having fought a war for long is still remaining in our leaders. So they thought of fighting to, to, to get what belonged to them.
here in our school, uh, UNC, what we call a well food program, uh, it supply only for the civilian uh, the food. But here in the school, it doesn't supply feeding for the children. Sometimes, some of the children here, they went from their home with, with empty stomachs. Then, and, and, if you, and, you, and if your stomach is empty, you, can, you cannot understand lecture very well. So that we need well food, uh, well food stuff to bring feeding to the children here in the school. Overall, humanitarian actors have made significant contributors to providing assistance, but with such large numbers of people living in congested conditions, maintaining minimum standards is extremely difficult. The, the food service that uh, was being delivered to the refugees, uh, there are mixed food. There are some food that uh, are not meant for children, uh, like uh, the cereal grains, which were actually the first to be distributed in my prison. But of course there, there was a food that is meant for children who are under five uh, to help them uh, reduce the risk of uh, malnutrition, and that was uh, a food called uh, CSB. It's uh, actually is a grain that is grind, but is uh, has a fortified uh, food item in it. So the, those services for the children were good, but there was nothing. There was no food that support, especially those who are breastfeeding, and maybe six years and six months and above. There was no food for them. And only these children who are breastfeeding now rely on their mother's breast milk. So the services uh, were not that adequate for the children. Uh, and also, it takes time for children to receive. Some can even stay in a reception. And that reception will take like two to three weeks without getting services. At the heart of boys living in camps is keeping their eyes fixed on better days never giving up hope that they can indeed return home one day. It is God's will. When God, uh, when God sustained my life, because God is the one who knows future but me. I myself, I don't know the future. Maybe I'm going to die tomorrow, but if God preserved my life, who would I be tomorrow? I want to be a pastor who is going to preach the word of God to the people. And, the, and if I share the word of God with people, people will know what peace is. Yeah, because God is a God of peace. When you teach people about his word, they can bring peace to each other. That is, a, that is my specialization that I prepared in my heart. Who would I be tomorrow? Here, when the education is going well, I want to be a scientist because all all continent have have endowed scientists. But in South Sudan here, we have no scientists. Even in Africa, we have no scientists. But I need Africa to to compete to compete with all with all the continent.
if if the children are uh, prioritized, okay, rather than uh, putting them together as people affected, the adults and the children, if the priority is made for them, definitely they will not be malnourished. Children will continue with their normal life, so they will not be affected. But if these services are delayed until now the registration is complete for everybody, then this, this, this thing will delay what would have helped the children. But if these children are first safe, then there is no, nothing that will affect them. Yeah. I need the government to take care for a good security in South Sudan. You have been listening to Total One Podcast, the only platform that makes children visible. And until next time, stay safe, stay informed, and as always, be educated.